Help is in the way, Davy. Great, Scott. I feel need, need for speed. Cow bunga, dude. You're a wizard, Harry. Welcome to the When Harry Met Movies podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Harry Met Movies podcast, man. Harry is my dad, does. Hi, Harry, how are you? We're good. So this is our superhero month, isn't it? Well, it's superhero comic book month. We haven't decided what to call it as as Super comics. Okay. You're welcome. Um, so, so we are joined by a special guest, Matt Spectro from the Through the Multiverse podcast. Yeah. Correct, Matt? <sighs> That's correct. Hi, everybody. So where are you, where are you based, obviously? Uh, uh, well, right now I'm on Martha's Vineyard in uh, New England. But uh, I'm going to be going back to New Hampshire. That's usually where I live most of the year, except for the summertime. That must be nice moving in the summer. Yeah. <laughs> it, uh, it's not too bad. New Martha's Vineyard is pretty nice in the summertime. So. We get like two weeks of summer in England. No, Dad, we just get heat waves. <laughs> uh, didn't you guys just have a... Did you have a massive heat wave this past summer? I thought I read that. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. The problem is in, in England is our country's yeah. not set up for any sort of good weather. Yeah. It's not set up to, to deal with good weather and it's not set up to do with cold weather. So when it's really cold, cold we're just not, like when it snows, it's like the world's going to end or something. <laughs> when it's hot, everyone just complains that it's hot because like most of our buildings don't have like air conditioning and stuff like that because they just don't need it. So it's like an expense they don't need. Safe. So when we do have a heat wave, it's a bit... But now I'm ready for a heat wave, bro. Why, because you've got a fan? No, yes, I've got a fan and I've got a colder blanket. <laughs> Nan gave me it and I'm happy with it, so. So, yeah, our, our country doesn't deal with any sort of extreme weather. It deals with, like, right. wet and wind. Yeah, wet and wind. Well, it depends on what part of America. Here in New England, we're used to snow, a lot of snow, and then it gets pretty humid, especially in July. Like snow. No, yeah, we don't. We, don't, we get more slush and sleet. And... I like <laughs> Like snow. We're lucky if you get in England, well, especially where we, we are. We, we're um, a place called Elsmeyport, which is probably near Liverpool, Manchester, you might have heard of. Yeah. Um, oh, I'll tell you where we're near. No, Ryan Reynolds has just bought Wrexham. Yeah, I saw Isn't this a documentary or something about Yeah, yeah. We, we're probably about 10 miles away from there. All right. Um, Make it in our location, Dad. So uh, we, we're lucky if we get like an inch and a half of snow in England. No, see, when you do oh, the thing is it stays in your car, so like you can just clean up the car and then use that to chop snowballs. That's about the extent of where you can get it from. It doesn't stay on the ground for long. Snowballs are worth it. You could chuck them at windows. <laughs> anyway, off from the weather. Yeah, um, we can tell them about our weather. So your podcast, tell us about your podcast. Why did it start? Ah, my podcast, Matt Spectre through the Multiverse. Basically, yeah. we talk comic book animation, anything from the Superman cartoons from the 1940s all the way to now, just as long as it's based on a comic book. And I have a guest on every week. I always liked the old team-up comic books when I was a kid. So I have guests on every week, and we talk something superhero animation, anything from the adult stuff to stuff aimed at little kids. And mostly just stems from my love of uh, my whole life of comic books, superheroes, and uh, animation. I mean, back when we were kids, Saturday morning is when that's when <laughs> yeah. you watch cartoons. It's not like now where you can 24 7 see them at any point, any time. So. Yeah, we're looking in there for the new year. We're going to do like a bit of a. Harry basically said to me, oh, what cartoons you used to watch when I was a kid? So I was like, well, why don't we for one month move away from films for a month? I'm going to do. What cartoons did you use four, to watch? Four cartoons. You watched like thousands of Ben. Yeah, so we're going to do like, I like think like, probably like Transformers, Thundercats, things like that. Nice. What um, cartoons are the uh, kids watching nowadays? Um, what, does, what does your brother watch, really? Do you know what they don't? don't? That's the problem. They watch YouTube, don't they? I do watch cartoons. <laughs> yeah, you watch, you vary, don't pa- you? Pa- pa- Power Rangers kind of cartoonish. Is it like cartoons? More of a kid's program, it's not a cartoon, yeah. but. Ninjago. Oh, the likes of yeah, Teen Titans Go. We used to watch that. Yeah, that's, um, my stepsons were in grade school. Teen Titans Go, they watch. Yeah, Harry used to watch the Turtles. Not the, not the current one that's on Nickelodeon, but the one that's not long ago finished. Oh, okay. I used to have the It was actually quite good, to be fair, from like an adult's perspective watching it. I it was used, funny. I used to must have gone for about five or six years. I that, had loads of toys from them, but then you threw in my headquarters. I was so angry at you. Yeah, every every person that's ever watched cartoons as a kid and got the toys at some point their parents gave away something. 
Do you see how far my entry to toys? I think we've got figures somewhere. We're probably going to, in years to come, if they're anything like my toys that I had as a kid, then they're probably worth a fortune. And then so keep them. We won't keep them. Um, so what sort of, what's, what's been your favourite episode of your podcast you've done? Or what, if, if someone's just going to, if you, someone's going to listen to your podcast and you, you have to recommend an episode, because to me, it's never your first one, because your first few are always, yeah. you're settling in, aren't you? Um, oh, that's a tough question. Or would you go, I'll go to that one, that, that was, that was good, or that would give you an idea about my podcast? Uh, it's hard to, uh, I did an episode New Year's where I got three of my friends that I went to high school with back together. And we talked about the old Fantastic Four cartoon from the 60s. That was probably one of my personal favorite episodes. Uh, it's hard because some episodes are really informative because I have a guest on who really knows the source material. And then sometimes I bring someone on. We have a fun time talking, but they don't know anything about. Well, they they know very little about the episode. Yeah, well, some, but... Sometimes that works, isn't it? Because like, I always think the best whenever I listen to what we call the independent podcasts or whatever like that. The best ones are the ones where the host is just enjoying it. Yeah, my wife came on once. We talked about the mass cartoon from the 90s. That's a favorite episode of mine as well, because my wife's not really into any of this, but it was a fun episode. It's tough. Sometimes the guest makes the episode, and sometimes it's the, the subject of the episode we're watching. So I've had people on who I like, but they're they like have one word answers and I'm like <laughs> carrying the whole episode. So yeah. yeah, okay. But yeah, I think that my new year's episode, we talked about the sixties fantastic four cartoon. That's probably my favorite episode we've done. And you saw, I know what Paul said. I used to watch it just pretty old, oh. but old X-Men show. Oh yeah. Harry, used to finished watch, it. Harry what? The, anim, the animated series. The 90s yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the nineties one. I don't know how much I watched the film. I think I've watched the season four. Yeah, like one of the nineties were like crazy. Yeah. Uh, uh, superhero cartoons were boom explosion like they were that was when I got into the 90s X-Men was when I got into the comics no that was like I got into I growing up I was into X-Men comics that was my yeah and it was like I bet you had loads you probably know better than me but they split the team didn't they into like a golden blue team <laughs> they had yeah the, the 90s they exploded they had yeah. X-Men X-Force New Mutants uh I remember going, it'd be like going to, it'd go, going to the store and had them all like reserved for me. And it'd be like, if I didn't go for a couple of weeks, it'd be like eight different comics that you could get. Cause it was like, like you said, it was X-Men, X-Men, Uncanny X-Men, Wolverine, X-Force, X-Factor, Generation X, Excalibur. Now, if you like X-Men or Batman, you're spending a lot of money on comics every month. Yeah. But it got me into that sort of genre, so I can't complain too much. So what's your what's your favorite comic book character out of interest? Captain America is, is my uh, as a kid the Incredible Hulk was my favorite, but uh, when I got older, Captain America has been my is my favorite, still my favorite to this day. So. I've got my one. Who's your favorite? I've got two. That's the thing. Go on. It's Night Rider, not Night Rider. It's um, Nightcrawler. Yeah. Oh, it's Iron Man. Do you guys actually know? Cap the Captain Britain over there, the the comic book. Um, I do I through. That. I think of him. Because he was briefly in Excalibur, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah. I, think um, I always wonder when they do these characters based on other countries, if people in that country actually Captain know who the character I is. Don't think they, I don't think it's widely known. I think it's more related <laughs> to comic books than you might have known. I think I've Because there's always rumours that they're going to bring him into the MCU. And... Oh, they do. That'll be so funny. Oh. You have, like, it's Captain America, Captain... UK. Him and Union Jack, those are the two. Whenever yeah. I think British superheroes, those are the Captain two that always come to mind. So, what was I going to say? Um, what sort of what sort of movies do you enjoy? What's your favorite? If you, if someone else says, if not the greatest movie, I always think the greatest movie and your favorite movie are two very different things. So I think if someone said, "Oh, you know what what defines cinema?" You might say people might say like The Godfather or Shawshank Redemption, but you wouldn't watch that every day. And my all-time favorite movie is uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's my yeah, that, that's more believable Remember to me. With, as a favorite, um, I don't know. If I, it's so hard to say the greatest movie of all time. Like, yeah, uh, so I, I think love, we watched Raiders quite recently for the podcast, didn't we? And you enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, I had my my stepson. We watched all four of the Indiana Jones. Movies. I got my favorite films. Uh, I'm a big fan of the horror genre. Nope. Uh, 
I, I used to love this the, the comic genre, but I feel it's been really beat to beat to death at this point. Uh, I don't get as excited as much as I used to when a new superhero movie comes out. Is that? Do you think that's like a lot of people? We were talking about this. I was talking about this to Harry and his mom once. Um, do you think it's because it's the MCU's fault, or do you think it's everybody trying to copy it? It's a combination of the both. Uh, once they started really having success, like everybody was buying every property and they're just hammering it and it used to be kind of a special event but now i've between the, the the streaming and the movies i feel like there's between dc marvel there's there's something new coming out every day i guess marvel's the blame because they had the most success and when something successful everybody wants to copy it um but uh i mean for the quality for the most part it's been there i mean i haven't seen a lot of phase four so i can't say much of but uh i just think I'm ready for a break. <laughs> I'd like like a year without any like superhero yeah, TV shows. It sounds terrible, like because growing up it was always like a you you wanted a com comic book. Oh yeah, <laughs> and now it's like just ease it up a little bit. Like I must like I know there's been a lot of hate on She-Hulk, and I said to uh, another podcast <coughs> that we were on recently, we worked with recently, um, that called that superhero podcast. There in this month that we're going to be doing, um. Something like She-Hulk, a lot of been hate's been put on because it's not really a comic book series as such. It's not like a superhero. Yeah. Of being a lawyer. And I said, I think that's the only way it will continue successfully. Because otherwise it's going to be oversaturation of just big, big light, big action scenes, big action scenes. Because most of the MCU films finish with some sort of version of the of a hero fighting like an evil version, don't they? Like a, yeah. Or like a big spaceship in the sky or something like that. But all very, very similar endings. I think the only way it can work long term is if they try and find other ways of other characters in that world. I think maybe like they tried to do with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. But it never really took off the series properly. Yeah, Dad should know what my favourite films are. Yeah, your favourite films are ones we've covered on our podcast. No, there's a set of films which are my favourite. From my childhood and the ones which we haven't done the podcast. What are they? Well, the standalone one is Mrs. Outfire. I'm a kid, it is Night Museum Films. And then my favourite one which we haven't done the podcast is the Batman Second Children. Oh, yeah. Scarecrow! So our rules of our podcast is it's films that I watched as a child. So I've limited it up until when I was like 18, 19. Yeah. So the, the Christopher Nolan Batman trilogy came out when I was older. So therefore, it'll never be on the podcast. <laughs> but we have watched it. I um during the the pandemic, I watched all four of the the Batman series from the the late eighties to the nineties. Yeah, and rewatching some of those, I was like, wow, <laughs> watched, these are really. We've watched Batman and Batman Returns and done them for the podcast, but we haven't done the other two yet. We okay. will do at some point. Yeah, yeah but probably, probably better cutting it off now because. Man, rewatching Batman Forever, I couldn't get over how bad that actually was. Yeah. Especially Jim Carrey. Oh my God, he's so annoying. <laughs> Alfred. Oh, you're on about the um, Christopher Nolan one. Alfred. No, Fox. Oh, yeah, his favorite. When we watched the Christopher Nolan ones, his favorite characters were Scarecrow, Lucius okay. Fox, and Alfred. Yeah. I love. Uh, Batman Begins is, I think, is the best Batman movie they've ever done. I know a lot of people say Dark Knight, but I actually think Batman Begins is better than the Dark Knight. No, I can see where you're coming from with that. I can see there's a lot because the Dark Knight's great because, but that's because of the Joker. Yeah, I mean it's a good movie. It's a great movie. I don't have a problem yeah, yeah. with it. I, I but actually... I, no, I can see it. Whereas Batman, it wouldn't work if Batman Begins had set that world up so well. Yeah, I agree with that. That's definitely the best way to put it because that Joker could slide right into it. It works perfect. And it's the first, I think it's the first Batman where you kind of get all the little things of his bat suit, even to the point where he's got like the, like the knives, like the blades on his yeah. on his wrist gauntlets. He has those when he's in yeah. the shadows as part of the uniform. So he just crosses them over. It's quite clever how they do it all. There's a lot of thought gone into it. Which kind of leads us into what we're doing, which is an interesting pick we've got. Um, I, I can't lie, I picked the films and you said you'd quite happily do this one with us, uh, which is Supergirl, which came out in 1984. 
So this is a bit where Harry usually challenges me to recap the story briefly. Yeah. Um, but he always does it with a guest if you're up for it. <laughs> now, he'll give you a number of sentences. The way I describe it, it'd be like the stuff that was wrote on the back, back of a DVD, but you can give spoilers if you want because it's yeah. came out in 1984. And I think if you haven't watched it by now, you're probably not going to watch it. Yeah, so how many lines we I'll give it, I'll give him five because I'm nice. So you've got five right. lines, which is quite nice. Usually he only gives two or three. Well, because I'd be mean to you because just because I am here to tell the story. And I am here for the food. Oh god. Uh Superman's cousin, Supergirl, comes to Earth to stop. <laughs> this, <laughs> Okay, so I got to try. Let me hold on. <laughs> I'm trying to sum up this ridiculous plot. It was crazy. Okay, let me try again. Here. Unlike Superman, Supergirl comes to Earth as a teenager yeah. to a whole new world to stop an evil witch who has a Kryptonian device that she's going to use to rule the world. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt this week's episode, but this week we are sponsored by Neasley, which is an audio outfit iOS and Android, it picks up web, al- web articles about the most trending topics on the web at any given moment and reads them to you in a natural human voice. For the first time in the history of the internet, the whole web becomes listenable. Browse articles from topics you choose and start playing. Stop scrolling, start listening. You can follow any topics as specific as you like, from sports, science to fit movies to the Kardashians, anything you like. It'll find you the best articles and read them to you aloud. And we have podcasts as well. Explore trending podcasts from over 50 countries. Our podcast, When Harry Met Movies, is there too. I start using it as my main default podcast app. It's much easier. So download and use Newsly for a free net from now at www.newsly.me or follow the link in the description of this episode and use the promo code HarryMovies and it allows you to get a three months premium subscription. Personally, this app is great for Harry because of his dyslexia and it allows him to basically read articles on the web that he might not have been able to. So, as far as a sponsor and an app, this is one that our little podcast can get behind, isn't it? Yes. Thank you very much. Bye. Now back to the episode. Yeah, basically. The... <laughs> it is a very weird plot. I never realised how bad it was until I rewatched it. I, it, I the thing is, I read the like the original scripts all had like Brainiac and Lex Luthor and and like sound really great, and then you get this Faye Dunaway is this weird witch type character, but she only has powers because she found this Kryptonian technology. It's just very strange. I don't I don't know what exactly was going on there. Yeah, because when we were watching Harry was like, so is she a witch? I was like, I don't recall. And then I thought, well, yeah, she seems to be now. But I was like, so a witch is real in this world now? I was like, I, even I got thrown a little bit at the beginning of it when I started watching it. Yeah, and also, um, like, she made, I don't, I, I think she is meant to be a witch. I feel like she does have some powers without the orb. Because I think they're trying to be witches. Is the because like she makes that, like that love potion, and she makes that mirror thing, which I don't think she, she only reason she doesn't use the other to make it make it more powerful. But that's the only reason why. That's a let's be honest. There's a lot that's very weird in yeah. this film. But I, but then like then then I hit the potion which they put the potion falls in love and they're like, <coughs> I've got to say she's. How old is she big on this? What, 15 maybe? Oh, yeah, yeah, that is quite an interesting And he's that. maybe like 20. So Supergirl is meant to be like a teenager from what I can gather. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the original concept of the comic, so I'm assuming that that's what it appears and, to be going on in the movie. Actually, she seems to be going to school. Yeah. And, it, and yeah, he's like, like a boarding school or whatever. Yeah, and he's and the guy that has the love potion, which isn't his fault, but he falls in love with... He's, he's essentially like... Some sort of handyman, so he's got to be probably in his twenties. Yeah, thirties. So weird. I like, <laughs> like she has these world domination aspirations, but then she gets this love potion, and then it's like all her focus goes on this handyman that she wants to 
make fall in love with her. It's just very weird. I don't really... <laughs> I feel like there had to have been rewrites or, or, or reshoots or something because this this whole plot just Makes yeah really maybe that's part of it doesn't make a lot of sense. And also, I got to think the the thing which I really like is her planet and like that device which they create things. I like that. I would love to have that. I can just make a very long arm or stretching arm just to grab things. She'd have to move. Yeah. No, <laughs> also, I don't get it. That there's been like in the first Superman film, I've watched be about all like the worst Superman films, super like worst films, like some of my people on Superman films, and this one's on it. But like it ruins the point. What the it ruins the point of because in Superman all the characters are meant to die, so it just ruins that point. Then yeah, but these the point is these weren't on the planet at the time. Yeah, but then it just ruins that point because you think Superman's species is gone. Well, yeah, he is meant to be the only Kryptonian left, but. Throughout Superman's comic book life, quite a few still keep turning up. I gotta ask Harry. Um, before this, did you even know about the existence of Supergirl? I did. I know about. Okay. I know about a lot of the films from video. Yeah, he watches YouTube videos on. I watch his. Those are things about films and cartoons. Don't don't at me. Because, like, to me, I, she was on the Superman cartoon in the '90s, but obviously, you're too young for that. So I wasn't sure if there was anything that you would have exposed you to it. That's me. I didn't. I didn't watch all the new series. She might. Thing, she, she also has. Uh, she has. Go on. She wasn't in Teen Titans, but they made another show where it's about the super, super girls. I think it's called with like Superwoman, I, Super, Ivy, Harley Quinn. I think she's in it. I don't. I've not watched the show, but I think I've heard it. She's in it. On Lego set, maybe. Yeah, I always wonder because I read comics when they make a movie or TV show, I always wonder, like, if you don't read comics, do you even know who these characters are? Yeah, I think certain ones you don't, but I think... Like, everyone knows Superman, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Which he was meant to be... He was going to be in it, wasn't he, originally? Yeah, originally, Christopher Reeve was going to be in the movie. They designed the whole thing around that, and... Uh, I believe he had a scheduling conflict where he was making another movie... Or he probably so. made up a scheduling conflict. <laughs> 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 I was like, do you know what? I'm busy on that day. I can't come. I do like uh, how like they give they don't like straight up tell you like Superman's video and planet. You hear it on the radio instead. What I kind of like because you hear it on the radio. And there's a poster in her bedroom, isn't there? Yeah. Perfect. That's what I do like. Lana's no Lois's sister. Yeah. But I don't Is it a sister? Yeah, Lucy Lane. Well, I like how like, the the, the head, head teacher leads and she just like runs around to make a fake, fake document. Yeah, to well on that I was gonna say she yes she does have a unique power but she seems best to change the color of her hair as well. Yeah. Yeah, I was a little confused. I, I it didn't seem like a wig. No, so she have like the magic power to change her hair color. Yeah. I mean, all was we, when we did the Superman episode, which will come out before this, so it won't spoil that. We noticed in when we rewatched Superman, which I, again I hadn't seen for quite a while, but Superman has unique abilities that aren't available in the, but it doesn't do in the comics. So like he seems to be able to change people's read people's thoughts and <laughs> yeah, yeah they they take some liberties sometimes yeah. in the movies with what Superman can and can't do. Because obviously there's always that grey area with this, with Superman and Supergirl is that. How do you not know that person's that person because they don't wear a mask? Yeah, that's the glass. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And when you take yeah. off your glasses, the people suddenly not recognize. Whereas we, we, all, well, we, we agreed that at least with Christopher Reeve, it was his, we thought it was his manner. That he okay. Changed. When he, yeah. When he takes off his glasses, he holds himself differently and acts differently. And yeah. Whereas as Clark Kent, he's a, he looks whereas we, obviously with this, is Supergirl. She's got a completely different colour hair. So yeah. I think that was just like... She's a bit stupider. Yeah, she's a bit more naive. I don't get, I don't get the orbo, because they still it all play Korean, but then they put the witch puts in this box and it just starts growing the box. Like, how is that meant to work? Is, is the orb making... Is the orb evil? So if it's evil, why are they using this to make the planet survive? What is the logic there? Yeah, the orb doesn't really have any rules or logic. It seems to have to follow. Yeah, I don't. I think that's one of the big things that's kind of an issue with this film. Is but is it like if the orb somehow like evil to turn evil? Maybe there's no real explanation of what 
Yeah, and I just what it does. And I like how it just like turn. I think it makes electronics turn on. I think it shows us that at some point. It, it makes like electronics turn on or something. I don't know if it's in like the car, maybe. No, she steals a car or the orb, I think. And it, oh, yeah, yeah. I think so. But then, like, they have like. I love how this. I don't know if this witch wants to be secretive or not, but she literally has like a digger and like starts chasing this person down the street with it. Yeah, she can control a digger with it all, which is. And then she like makes a giant <laughs> castle. Where is the FBI here? There's 17 vehicles and a giant like a hill just appeared out of nowhere. And if you Why? notice, uh, like on Peter O'Toole's got the thing, and he they make it seem like it like that whole Kryptonian city is dependent on this orb. Yeah. And he just like tosses it over, he like kicks it over to Supergirl to hide it, like it's no big deal. Uh, yeah. it, it, very, very confusing that orb. In this does, she, does she get the orb at the end? Yeah. So, like, what yeah, happened? Did she go back to a planet and was like, but like, if this orb is pulled, how she's been gone for say about a couple of months? Are they gonna be dead? No, she's only been gone for like a week or so. Yeah, but still, how long can they survive out this orb? That's it, they don't really, they say it's not long. I don't think they give a deadline, do they? They never do, no. They just say the whole oh, thing can, depends on it, but they never really say. Minutes, so you got, like, a week. Yeah. It, also, to my, my head would be that if you land on a planet and you've discovered that your cousin's there, who's also a super, has all these powers, and you desperately need this thing and it's going to save it. Yeah. The first thing you do is try and get him to help. Yeah, because he can just pull some strings there. Because there's two but of there you. Is, well, there, if you... It's really quick on the radio in the car. You hear something about how Superman is off the planet. Yeah, you do. Like a news report. It's really brief, but that's the way they get away with, you know, Superman's not here to stop this giant evil witch who builds a castle. Want, with this, were they hoping that if this was a success and Superman was a success, would they then start to bring in other characters? Would they then have, like, maybe done a Batman film earlier and stuff like that? Because obviously this was, like, early 80s and the Batman didn't film didn't come out till the end of the 80s. Did I wonder if this was because this didn't do well, basically. Yeah. It was it cost them 35 million to make and it made 14 million. Wait, so it needs to say they didn't, they didn't pursue the super. Yeah, it came out like a year after Superman 3, which was not a huge no. It didn't it didn't lose money, but it wasn't as financially successful as the first two. So but with the comics made the film, like the Superman film, didn't they go bankrupt or something? No, I think the one of the distribution companies might have. Like super, no, I feel like Superman. I think it was Superman four. They were trying to make a big film because I think they made Spider-Man films in the past. And I think apparently it went bankrupt. Oh, they have a TV for Spider-Man stuff. I can't remember what it's company's called. Apparently they went bankrupt. That that's probably number four is the worst. I think. There's a lot of reasons why number four is the worst. Yeah, there's, I don't know if it's an urban legend, but they're supposedly the original. They had this huge grand script plan with Superman would be in the movie, Brainiac, it would lead to Batman showing up. And uh, I don't know if it's a budget thing or what happened, but that's not what we got on the screen. <laughs> yeah, despite her being a superhero, and this being, what was it 77, the original Superman? Yeah, I think it was 77 or 78, one of those two. Um, so this is like a good four or five years afterwards. You'd have thought the special effects were left on a bit where yeah, she actually does. she doesn't do an awful lot. No, like, other than flying, that was one of my hangups with the movie. She didn't do a lot with her powers other than fly. But I think this is always the problem with Superman in... And, well, obviously Supergirl as well, but that, that extreme power level. It's essentially she's pitted against a, in this a woman who's got some witchy powers due to an orb. So she, it's not like she can use most of it. If she just went around and threw this woman around and stuff like that, it'd be almost quite violent. They just chuck her in the ocean. And it wouldn't last very long, the film. The thing is, then she like gets lots in the fangs and then his, like, is it her cousin or something get found her. But if the person meant to be like a giant prison and it looks like hell, wouldn't he be dead? Who? Yeah. It's no one, no one like the witch pulls him in the fountain. Was it the fountain zone or was it something else? I can't remember. I don't think it's the fountain zone. I don't know what it is. And then she comes out. Yeah, like, wouldn't her, her, her cousin that gets locked up or something? Who's cousin? Supergirl. She has a... Supergirl's cousin, Superman. No, she had the one which like, gives her the orb look after. Which makes oh, the, her, old, like... the old man. 
Yeah, because you know she it does make life because it, she draws a butterfly and then she, it all touches it. Yeah. And that's why the window gets smashed. But like he dies in this giant tornado. But like why is that why would you make that the way out? Because if they just say all the prison just keep them trying and trying to eventually someone will get out. Well, I don't think they knew that was the way out. That's the point. Yeah, I don't think it's planned. Yeah, I know, but as a, as a bit of... Some like we said, it's not the best written script. <laughs> like, 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 if you look at the, the first Superman, he does, like, so many... He does, like, the catching of the helicopter. He saves Lois Lane. He does the bit where the train... He's the train tracks. He flies. He gets bullets mounts off him. He does so many things that they... You know, with the limited things they could do in the seventies, but with this, it just seems like she flies. Looks <laughs> like a step back. Yeah, like she doesn't do too many. She hardly does any super girl type things other than flying. Like yeah, the only other bit is where she stops the um the, the digger and then she opens the opens it up sort of thing. Like she takes the the teeth part of the digger, doesn't she? Like the, the claw thing. She takes yeah. and flies away with it. That's the only other bit where she shows like the But like I say, is that part you I always think an issue when they when a superhero yeah. fights essentially a human, if they're naturally they're massively gonna overpower them, so, so yeah, kind of yeah. limit what they do. <laughs> it was apparently the first Superman that he doesn't really interact with Lex that much because the threats never Lex Luthor physically. Yeah. Mentally. Because he just overpowered them, which is why maybe Superman 2. They flipped it and made it about a physical fight to show off his powers more. And obviously, with this Supergirl, it was more magical. Magical. <laughs> now, I feel bad because I think Helen Slater is like perfectly cast. Her costume, she looks great. She she looks like she's right out of the comic book. Fortunately, they gave her nothing to work with in this movie because it is it is bad. <laughs> well, what will be interesting here is usually one of the questions we ask is what our favorite scene is. Does anyone have a favorite scene? What is there something that I just like the scene where, like, like at, when at the very beginning, when like they show off that, that stick and all that, I like how like they can use that to create things. Oh, they made the butterfly, um, yeah. And the I like the scene with her and the truck drivers. That that actually it's a little cliche, but uh, that amused me. Oh, yeah, where he's they're trying it on with her and she just throws them about basically, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he does the bit where he lifts the skirt and he says, You gotta check out the view from back. <laughs> and then she tosses them both. That that scene actually kind of did that. I enjoyed that scene. It did I thought one that Harry mentioned before was quite good. Where yeah. she goes into the office and he's like, "Oh, have you got a recom- letter recommendation?" Suddenly he leaves the office and she shoots around and types the letter and puts it all <laughs> away and stuff like that. Because that's like one of the few moments she shows like what she can do. Something doesn't Clark Kent do something similar in the first Superman? I'm trying to think. Yeah. Doesn't he do something in the office with? As well, mm-hmm. or it might be one of the Superman where he types something really quick. I might just, yeah, I feel like that happens, but I'm drawing a complete, yeah. I'm not sure, but now I'm wondering if that's in like one of the series instead and it isn't Christopher Reeve, and maybe it's in one of the many Superman series that have been out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I didn't mind that too much. I put myself in the eye, you put yourself in the eye, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he was. That's how bad it is. He doesn't. He want to poke his own eyes out so he doesn't have to watch. <laughs> that's how bad the film made you feel. I didn't mind the film. I didn't mind like the scenes. I, I, I think I didn't get the story mostly. I think I definitely asked a lot of questions. Like I thought in this one, I asked a little bit of questions. Just kind of think I could actually like, keep. I thought this one just keeps jumping around with stuff. It's like Matt said. Is essentially that well, if she's she got this orb that's meant to be there and she wants to take over the world or whatever. But instead, she focuses on this handyman that she finds attractive. Again, what? the flip of it is that he's starts I, dating Kara, and he's like a good eight years younger than her, older than her. But then, okay. is it Selena the, the bad guy she's called? Mm, yeah. Okay. She's a lot older than him as well. I have yes. a favorite character on this. It's it's. It's Supergirl's friend, or the witch, yeah, or the witch's friend. Oh, uh, yeah, I can't remember what witch's I, I like her. She's very, like, she, I don't think she's evil. She's just, like, I think she's... I think she thinks the witching thing's just a bit of fun. Yeah. It's I feel bad if, if in that era you were a little girl, because there weren't really a lot of 
super heroines. Yeah. There was the Wonder Woman TV show in the 70s, but as far as movies, there weren't a lot for a little girl. So you finally get something, and then you get this, that set back uh, women superheroes. I mean, I don't think there was another one for... I guess. I guess maybe Tank Girl in the 90s would be the next one I could think of. Yeah, I was thinking Tank Girl and Catwoman. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Catwoman. Catwoman. You finally got the good Wonder Woman movie, but that was like... What yeah. was that, 2014, 15? Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. It, essentially, you were looking almost 30 years before yeah. good came out. <laughs> um, do you want to grab a couple of questions? We do have random questions that sometimes we ask, so it's always quite interesting. One question about, I don't know if it'll come up, which will be quite interesting. Oh. Um, which it, it randomly asked, um, is if this was made today... Do you think it could it would be popular? I think it probably would be, but it'd have to be that question was what should I say? What was that for? It'd have to be wrote very differently. What was it? Um if this came out today, do you make think it'd be popular? Make it totally different. Make it actually make sense. I think a supergirl film coming out now would probably do quite well. Yeah, I agree. If a supergirl movie, not this particular one, but if a yeah. supergirl film came out now, I think it would be really popular. I think it could be done well. Because yeah. now they have the money to, to make it look good. And she could do sort all sorts of awesome things, and I maybe actually make it make sense. She couldn't yeah. do now, and she's one of the most well-known DC superheroines. So, other than Catwoman, Lois Lane, and Wonder Woman, so and Harley Quinn, so I think that this would be successful, especially with DC because they don't have a they don't have three movies a year like Marvel does. So, I think it would be a lot more special. Also, I don't think they, I think they struggle live. They've always struggled to get Superman right yes. for a long time. Um, I actually touched on this with in my, when we talked about Superman, and you'd agree, you might get my train of thought being a Captain America fan. I said the reason that with, with DC films, most of their characters, the hero is the interesting character. Yeah. And the alter ego isn't as interesting. So like Batman, it's Batman that's interesting. Bruce yeah. is interesting, but not as much. Whereas with Marvel, it tends to be the opposite way. So Peter Parker is probably more interesting than Spider-Man. And I think Captain America probably falls. It's him being a super soldier is great, but it's it's him being a somebody out of time, which is the interesting story as well. Yeah. And I always think that Superman would have worked better if it was aimed more about Clark Kent than Superman. And yeah. I think I think the Christopher Reeves Superman films got that, that you've got to like Clark Kent to find Superman interesting. And I think maybe that's where they've kind of missed it with Supergirl, is that they don't really focus on either. There's not like a very distinct... Definitely. She's just like under... It's almost like she's undercover, isn't it? Yeah. And I always think that maybe if Superman, Supergirl, those sort of characters were approached a bit more like Captain America is where they realize actually they're ridiculously powerful, so you can't you can't always focus on that because they're too wholesome and too good. So actually, you, the, you need to make the characters a bit more interesting as well. A lot of today's writers have a hard time with a more optimistic character, like because yeah. the world seems so miserable these days that they have a hard time writing like a hopeful character. In a story that doesn't come off as like cheesy, so it's a hard balance to find. I think some of the struggles they've had with the Zack Snyder Superman is that keeping him hopeful but keeping it not too lighthearted at the same time. So I think that would be the problem with Supergirl. Yeah, and uh, I've seen some of the TV show, the Supergirl. I think it's just finished, isn't it? I don't know. Uh, bits of that wasn't too bad, but. I haven't seen the Supergirl show, so I don't. I can't say. If, uh, uh, bits of it wasn't too bad. Not she doesn't look how I expected her to look, but it, actually, to fair, her disguise is even worse because <laughs> she's got dark hair essentially both times, except for think when she's Supergirl, she's got highlights. I think that's I guess, the difference. But she does wear glasses, so obviously that <laughs> and ties her hair back, so that makes a difference. You just got a suspension of disbelief, I guess, is really where you're going to this. Um, what do you think the worst special effect was in it? It's quite a lot. The castle. I think the... A whole castle. The, that demon thing trying to pull her at the end looks so bad. Like, even even just like the little bits, like... 
Honestly, I've got a mip. When she flies and she picks up the like the front of a digger, that just looks. You can tell it. It's like I said. It's weird being set. Well, made like sort of four or five years after Superman. I know it didn't have the same budget, but. That looked awkward and sort of special effects aren't done as well. The one thing I do like about this film is that they, they, she said that it's like demon, but like, but it's like this wind demon, and like you just you can't see it except from the shadow. And obviously, it doesn't look that bad because you just you don't see it, but you just hear things like falling. So you wonder how big is he? Because like you just see like this whole shed get destroyed and this fence just get ripped. That was the thing which I remember was like, this is actually not that bad because. I think that is what like some of the basically it's more like you don't nature more like I like about that. There's a question which I've just pulled out, which I'm not sure we should answer because it's been for a while. Was there anything about the film you didn't like? <laughs> when it <laughs> high? How long of an episode do we <laughs> I like that Damon's in? See now this is an interesting one, which is probably a better one, which do you think it holds up? I don't think it does. So, no, not at all. No, it not almost, at all. This is almost like what would be called back then, like a made-for-TV movie. That demon scene I keep mentioning, the wind that that holds up with it. There's nothing there except for yeah, because there's no actual special effects. Yeah, that's the only bit I think that holds up with it. Like I watched the the Christopher Reeve flying, and it still to me works. It doesn't look that bad compared to. Now, but the, yeah. this just—I watched it. I'm like, Jesus, this, these, this looks so cheap. They didn't even do her flying scenes all that great to me. It was, that's what I mean. That's what I meant by the one where he grabs it the front of a digger. It's almost like it just sort of glides in. It doesn't look like she's flying. It almost looks like yeah. She's a, she's a flying scroll. You can basically you can see that something's pulling her away. Yeah, it's either like obviously in front of a blue screen, or it's obviously she's on wires. Because, like, when for Superman, when he, the classic scene in Superman, when he's in the Fortress of Solitude and he flies at the camera, he's on wires, but it doesn't, it looks like he's flying and turning. Yeah. This, it's like these weird acrobatics when she's flying, which makes it look like it's choreographed. Oh, yeah, she flips, doesn't she? Yeah. It's like a somersault. Yeah. <laughs> so it looks like super, like a choreographed move that she's doing. Do chilling. One thing we haven't mentioned is that there is actually a character that does come from Superman, isn't it? Which is Jimmy Olsen. Yes, Jimmy Olsen is carryover from the Superman movie. Which I wonder if they if they sold that to to the to the director and right said, right, we've got you a character from Superman. Oh, have you got Superman? No. Lex? No. Lois? No. And it was just like tick tick. So have I got? We've got you, Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> the photographer. And in this, she's... Is he Lucy's boyfriend? or was she Yeah, dead? she's dating Lucy in this. Yeah. How old is she here? Like, again, so I'm assuming that she's between sort of 15 and 18. Yeah. I think Jimmy Olsen's meant to be early 20s. So, in a way, I mean, it's ahead of the MCU where they, you know, they had a cameo from another movie, so they, they were ahead of their time in that way. I guess. Well, I'll say, yeah. Just needed a... a an after credit scene, isn't it? <laughs> and then there. Wasn't there an after credit scene? I don't know. Not that I know of. But do, like you said, it was meant to set up a universe, so they were, we're ahead of the times in that. So shall we rate the film? Yeah. Now, we you rate the film. You can go first, because I'm not the... And we do it as out of five. Now, we don't think a five-star film must be the greatest film ever. Okay. Like... It just has to be good at what it does. So, like, our first film we ever gave a five star to was um, oh, Mrs. Mrs. Doubtfire. Hello. It might not be the greatest film ever, but as a family <laughs> comedy, we d- we d- couldn't say what was what you would change to make it any better, no. sort of thing. Not saying that this is likely to be a five star film. Not even close. Um, but it's not as bad as Beetlejuice. Though. I don't know. Wait, did you just say it's not as bad as Beetlejuice? Yeah, that was our that's our lowest rated film. What, what Come you... on, I love Beetlejuice. See, now, this is it. I think Beetlejuice is, is that's it. You either love it or you don't. The thing is, and what... the people that love it don't get the people that don't. Now, I kind of was never a huge fan as a child of it. Okay, can I say why? Because he's kind of a pervert. Yeah, so Harry's <laughs> point is he's kind of a pervert. And he's I like... haven't watched it for that long because I was never a massive fan. But he is hitting on a 14 year old girl and trying to marry her. And he's got to be in his 40s. <laughs> 
Okay, I guess uh, if uh, you say it that way, I guess I. <laughs> I don't. I'm... I also think for Harry, he thought that with Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice would be in it way more. Yeah, isn't he like twelve minutes of screen time? Or yeah, something stupid. No, I if you, I don't mind Beetlejuice. I just don't. If if they got Beetlejuice and made him more funny, so like maybe like presents play Drop Dead Fred, then that would have been a lot more better. I like the songs in it and like the main bit. But quite a bit of juice, I'm fine. Just rename it a different film. Quite a bit of juice, I'm happy with it. Just because. So Matt, would you like to go first out of five? What would you go? Alright, so. Uh, uh, I'm probably going to go with a, a one on this one. It's not. Okay. It's not completely irredeemably horrible, but it's certainly. <laughs> not good. Super. I, I think Helen Slater is perfectly cast. She looks the part. The costume is great. Unfortunately, the story and the bad guys are just. Awful. What did I give Beetlejuice that? You gave Beetlejuice 2.5. Okay, I'm going to give this a 2. 2. I still don't like Beetlejuice, but I like the bits without Beetlejuice in it. <laughs> That's fair enough. Um, Get with Beetlejuice, have Beetlejuice in it. I area. gave Beetlejuice a 2. You see how bad Blue Roof. Like I said, I just for Beetlejuice, I get everyone else's love for it, but it just never appealed to me. It was just never my film as a child. Um, what are you rate it as? I'm give. I was going to give this the same, so I was going to give it a two, only because of what you've just touched on. I think she was really good. I just think the script was shocking. Okay, so what does that give it overall? But I could, I could also argue for it'd be a. It'd be in between, it's between a two and a 1.5, but I'm going, so I'm just going to be generous. <laughs> what is it? Um, which gives us a like a 1.6 overall, which does make this our lowest rated film. Um, Wait, is Beetlejuice the lowest rated? Sorry? Was Beetlejuice the lowest rated film you guys? Well, yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. Of all the movies, there's nothing worse <laughs> than Beetlejuice. Only the ones that we've seen. I've okay. But to be fair, bear in mind that so we've been doing the podcast for two years no about two months about 15 months and um so, so obviously it started by basically kind of span off lockdown where we just, Love just trying to find things to do sort of thing <laughs> yeah. i'd always want to do a film podcast and i thought it'd be a nice way of doing it was do help Harry with his confidence and that because he's got adhd and autism you and used stuff. to do a football one and uh, yeah i used to do a football yeah, one I or soccer in america i have adhd not not yet, not diagnosed yet. And um, diagnosed me yet? No, really annoying. And we so basically the first films were all like favorite films. Yeah, you're like the the, the best of the best. Yeah, so the first when I started pulling films out and people started suggesting them, they was go, oh you gotta watch this. No one will ever go, oh you've gotta watch like there's a really awful film like you might have seen I don't know called Warriors of Virtue. <laughs> Which is about uh, it's a bit like a turtle, Ninja Turtles, but it's okay. Kung Fu Kangaroos. Okay, I've I've never seen it, but I know what it is. <laughs> but to make it worse, the sequel, they go back, and for some reason, obviously for budgetary reasons, they couldn't afford the kangaroo costumes. So the, the kangaroos have now become uh, evolved into humans. <laughs> so that's about as bad as it gets. So you know that wouldn't be my first choice for them to watch. It? It's always going to be stuff like, you know, Indiana Jones and stuff like that. It's always like... Yeah, you're going to do Back to the Future yeah. Ghostbusters. You're going to do all the classics. Yeah. Like we've done Ghostbusters. We haven't done Ghostbusters 2 and stuff like that. So we, I've left. There's a lot of films, isn't there, from the 80s and 90s? But you can... Yes, that's really it. Um, admittedly, unless this does one thing, it is a film that's clearly aimed at families and kids and stuff. Like you said, it's aimed at trying to generate a female audience into the superhero world. Doesn't the thing is also when we were killing kids, we went to the movies all the time. But is that even like with streaming and all that? Are kids even really going to the movies as much as they did? I do. I don't think they do. Harry loves it. Harry's to me, it's. I get nachos out of it, so. Um, or popcorn. It's it is like. Can we go to There's nothing really on at the moment. Um, Black Panther will be the next thing we'll probably watch. Okay, guys. Um. Come we on. we do go to the cinema a lot. Literally, where I live, it's two minutes away. Two hundred meters away from my house is a big shopping centre that's got a cinema. So, um, 
We do try to go a lot. I don't. I, I think I've only been three times in 2022 myself. So. Uh, yeah, I think the, la- the last thing I watched was All Love and Thunder, and before that, it had been Top Gun. There's nothing really aimed for adults anymore. Last thing I went to was the that last Jurassic Park. That was the last oh, thing yeah, I went to. Oh yeah, I took Oliver to watch that. His younger brother's massively into dinosaurs. Yeah, uh, that's fun, albeit stupid movie. Yeah, <laughs> but I think there's certain films like that that work better on the big screen. Yeah. But yeah, so I don't know if like this generation is going to look back at their youth as many movies as we went to when we were. Uh... Well, my my earliest memory that I can vividly remember. Is going to watch Star Wars, Wars Return of a Jedi yeah. at the cinema. You... Now I I knew the plot of the other two, so clearly I'd seen the other two. Yeah, but I was too young to watch the other two at cinema. One I wasn't born for. Um, just, but I, that's like my memory, and then what I snacks? also remember going yeah. to watch like I can't remember the snacks. You probably had that too. It wouldn't have existed then at the cinema. It'd been like popcorn. Um. I'm going to get a time machine and go back and make sure that then. And I remember watching like things like Ghostbusters and Back to the Future at the cinema. But they're like my my memories that I can remember sort of thing. What Back to the Future do you go watch? All of them, I think. Okay. <laughs> oh, someone's waking up. Yeah, <laughs> he's fine. Um, which kind of, to be honest, we're almost finishing up anyway. So. so wait, so let's wrap this up. I was at one... Right, that was my reckon. You guys both went two. Yeah, gave it a one point six. So <laughs> it's about right, to be fair. But if you want, just want to put on the back one to distract kids and put on. I'm not sure if it would for long. I think people get confused. Yeah, I'd say I'd say about I'd say about a four year old. And I'd like if anyone in your in your fans or listeners like this a lot better. I want them to go to your social media and actually tell you. What they like so much about. I feel I should tell you as well. And so, where, where can people find you anywhere? Where is your podcast? My uh, podcast is Matt Spectrus the Multiverse. You can find me pretty much everywhere: Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, iHeartRadio, uh, Google Pods. I just got onto a new one. Uh, oh God, I can't think of the name. And <laughs> pretty much anywhere you can download podcasts, you're going to be able to find me. And on Twitter, you can find me on Matt Matt Spectro. And on Facebook, you can find me at Matt Spectro through the multiverse. Okay. Well, we'll let you go. And we'll say thank you very much for coming on. Um, and bye-bye. Bye. All right. Thank you guys very much. I really appreciate being on the show. No problem. Thanks a lot. All right. Have a good one. <laughs>